have you seen any positives as a result of your grief? And I'm like, ugh. But then I was like, you know what? Like, I really do like YOLO. (laughs) (laughs) I really do YOLO. No, but like, I just, um, not really. Oh my God. I just had to. I was like, we need some. I'm excited about this episode. So am I. We are recording for the first time from Jacqueline's couch. Um, we somehow just got everything set up in it's a matter a loose of we. like 30, 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes. It's been, it's um, been a journey. It has been a journey. You, no. you helped. You did help. You got me the headphones. Emotion. You yeah. have the laptop because I forgot the most important thing, which is the laptop, which powers everything. Yeah, but we're here. We're moving. We're we are here. I mean, but... Yeah, there's many elements and reasons as to why we did it. And I think it's just, I'm excited. It's great. It's all happening. I'm really excited that we that we figured this out. So, um, and if it sucks, sorry, everybody. But this, sorry. But this is a much cheaper, easier way. It's more economic. It's more economical to, to Better record for the this way. Better for the environment. I mean, I still had to drive here, though. I did. But you didn't. You drive a Tesla. <laughs> I'm the, like the impact is still there on some sort of level. Yeah. Listen, listen. Did it. I'm not trying to do science right now. Okay. okay. Beyond, <laughs> the sci- beyond the science of grief psychology. So what we're talking about today is um, the stages of grief because we refer to them a lot in um, if you're, you've experienced loss, you've likely had a conversation at this point about the stages of grief. Um, and so it, it is what, what grief, (laughs) Jacqueline put her finger up. I don't know why she like, Um, Jacqueline, did you want to say something? (laughs) Too comfortable being at home. Um, way too comfortable. Um, no, something I saw that was interesting when I was researching for this is that sometimes people discover the cycles of grief when they're in the grief cycles because they're looking for some sort of definition or solidarity, which is yeah. interesting because to understand what they're going through. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And because like I and I remember finding them and being like, oh wow, like this is I don't think I knew what they were until I like I knew kind of somewhere in right. my brain. Like that's a thing that ha- exists. But I didn't yeah, but it but then it wasn't relevant to me until I experienced loss. Right. So Which is just I don't know, I found that so I don't know why, like, I knew that, but something about that was just kind of interesting. Something just turned off on the camera. <laughs> oh, I heard it click. <laughs> Let's, I also heard it click, and I don't yeah. love it, but we're jamming, and I'm not getting up. No, well, I was going to get up. I mean, we would at least have a few minutes of footage. Yeah. Do you want to get up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Jacqueline's going to get up and I'm see what happened up. with the camera. So, stages of grief. We always knew it as the five stages of grief. Which is weird. That which we both is, just like kind of knew that. We both kind of knew that. But then as you start to really research, which we both have done for this episode, there's a lot of mentions of seven stages of grief. Yes. Which I have heard as well, but I've only ever really like 
realized it to be and five I stages. researched why or how it happened. Do you, okay. Do you yeah, please. Know? Yeah. Um, I'm like, do you want to no, know? No, I definitely want to okay, know. Okay, so, uh, you know, I'm like a history, like, yes. like I'm just obsessed. I do know that Okay, you. so um, the concept of the seven stages of grief were first introduced by psychiatrist Elizabeth Gobler wrote Gubler, Cubler, Ross, I shouldn't have let you read that, in her 1969 book on death and dying, but she originally developed the stages to describe the emotional process that terminally, terminally ill patients go through, but they have since been applied to any kind of grief. So that's, okay. I thought that was interesting, like, uh -huh. originally just designed for people introspective about their own, like, about their own, own life, going through, can you imagine right? getting a terminal diagnosis yeah and the stages of grief that you go through with that so that's really interesting but then I feel like it speaks to society too and like how far we've come because grief used to only be applied to that which is yeah. pretty radical right you know what I mean I mean still and I've and I've talked to because of dead dad club I've talked to my therapist about grief and when I told her that we were doing this she's like we do not do enough for people like who are grieving like this country doesn't like take care or, like people don't know how to handle their grief and yeah. I'm like really because I feel like you and I are two examples of people who are really in tune with grief yeah and then I, but I forget that not everybody is as in is as in tune with it right as we are no totally and so I think what happened as like society over time there were the five stages of grief and mm -hmm. then the reason why there became seven was because people were saying that the five yeah I have this note somewhere um it's not accurate yeah well the five weren't a good enough most people find or wait no where is it despite um seven stages of grief have been criticized by some experts who argue that they don't accurately capture the complexity of grief and that everyone's grief journey is unique but so even still, five definitely wasn't enough. And so no. now we've evolved to there being seven, which the seventh one. We'll well, and I don't even think they're, upward. I don't think they're all there. Do you? I don't, I think there are others oh, that are unsaid. I think there are others. And I think I mentioned this to you, like emotional spending, which I've heard from a lot of people. And I wasn't joking about that. Like, I think that that is, that's a piece of people's like coping. Yeah. Um, because, and I, you know. You can say you don't emotionally spend, but I think that we've all at some point have had what does that have mean? done Define that. It. When we should probably just like list what they are. But what? oh, so first let's list what they okay. are. Okay. So Sorry, the we jumped. We jumped. The seven stages of grief. So we will refer to them as the seven okay. stages. Yeah, let's do it. So it's shock, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance and hope, and processing grief. Which, if by this definition we would probably most often be in the proce processing grief phase or stage, I guess, um, because we talk a lot about grief. Like, but when my dad first died, I don't know that I could have these kinds of conversations about it, you know? So I've come far enough in my, like, grief journey that I'm just continuing to process my grief. However, unlike I thought at one point – all of these things happen all the time. Right. It's not like you're you done. Get to the end. I'm not done with depression. Which I'm not hate. done with bargaining. Yeah. Um, well, no, totally. So, oh, sorry. There was something like so interesting. As I was researching this, I realized, um, like, am I even at acceptance with my dad? Like, have I accepted that Bryn died? Like, I don't know. And then I, like, I had to take a second and remember that it isn't a line and that maybe I have been at the acceptance point for like five minutes. Yeah. But then I jumped back. But I honestly don't think that I've lived in the acceptance stage. Like, honestly, I have children now for much of my life, for either of them. Like, I don't know why. Like, there's some part of me that 
when I look at this list, like lives somewhere between like bargaining and like yeah anger. I feel that. Ugh. No, I totally Which feel is that. Weird. Which is weird. And I've had the same thought that like, does acceptance really exist? And I think I have glimpses of it. Yeah. Because there are moments where I'm like, wow, my dad's dead. Yeah, no, totally. I know that. Though. Yeah, and that uh, right, and it's <laughs> like that. it's like wow, my dad's dead, and you have this this glimpse. Yeah, and maybe it's immediately followed by sadness. Maybe it's immediately followed by bargaining. Maybe it's immediately maybe. followed by some. But there is a moment. I think that there have been like glimpses of acceptance in my life, but I'm still at the point where I'm like, my dad's dead. Like, like there's sometimes a question mark at the end of it and sometimes it's a period. Right. They, I, okay, there's, this brings me all to like this point of therapy and like there's two types of therapy that I've done that have been really helpful for grief and one is EMDR and the other is the thing I'm doing now which I literally just forgot the name but um, not oh, IFS. internal family systems. Yeah. yeah, IFS. Right. And so the big thing here is that like feeling multiple things at one time mm-hmm. and I think like I know – I accept the fact that these people are dead. Like intelligent, smart Jacqueline knows that is these a fact, things, right? right? But there's still this weird part of me that's like angry, hurt, mm-hmm. bargaining about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. It's so weird. But so, yeah. I mean, the oh. So when so yeah. So that's something that we that I don't think that there's enough understanding or awareness around what grief is really like because when you hear stages of grief you think stage one, two, one three, four, five. exactly yeah. and that's what I thought I think of like the like I think I used to think of like the um, Alcoholics Anonymous journey too like do you know what I mean like you go like in steps order. yes like, like steps, steps totally stages steps yeah like I mean synonymous. it's the, it totally yeah. I mean that that makes a lot of sense that you would kind of because you you visualize it right like you hear stages of grief and there's some kind of visual that yeah. like comes to your mind I don't really know what mine looks like except that it's in pillars. You know, maybe that it's in oh, pillars and they don't exist. Like, they exist next to each other, but they don't actually overlap. Yeah. Oh, that's but interesting. For, but for me, like, also emotional spending and crying, okay, I think, so is its is own. what is emotional spending? I don't – Oh, like, so – I'm like, money? So, what is yeah, it? I mean, it's, it's emotionally, like, if you're trying to maybe subconsciously avoid – something you're trying to find fulfillment by buying things yeah buying things because you get a hit of dopamine yeah and I've talked a lot about this in therapy because I have a tendency to emotionally spend I should not be spending money right now like a psychopath and I am and I'm not really sure why that is okay because I'm avoiding something validate it yeah right I do that with um like little obsessions like yeah, like there's always just something. Like there's always something that I can dive into to avoid the bigger actual things. And I, I think avoidance. I think avoidance should be its own stage of grief as well because there are those yeah. moments that you're that it's like I'm not thinking uh-uh, about uh-uh. this. Right, right. I don't have. I cannot think about that right, right. now. Right. So that's what EMDR actually was super helpful full for. I realized. Oh, let's talk about what EMDR yes. is. Oh my let's, God. Okay. For, for people oh, yeah, who don't know, um, well, let me electro. look that up, but it's, it, I'm like, electro. so EMDR just, um, off the top of my head, EMDR is a type of therapy that helps desensitize you from traumatic moments in your it life. It repaths you, your brain. Right, literally. Right. So like your brain, when you get traumatized, it will take a, and anything can be a trauma. Makes well, a connection right. somewhere. And 
EMDR basically you have to re talk about relive those experiences but it repaths your brain mm-hmm. um to go in a different way to be able to handle things health in a healthy way and like prior to EMDR I literally would never have been able to do this podcast I would have never been able to talk about brain like you said in the beginning of this episode right where you're like just living in this level of un- like insane pain but also being able to take that pain put a lid on it yeah and have it be in a jar in my chest that I just walked around with and like god forbid something like poked at that jar and EMDR just yeah. it was so painful but it allowed me to like be able to like pull out like half I of the still jar. haven't done it and I want uh, and I really want to because there are moments that I want to like process through okay wait let, yeah, re- let me read eye movement desensitization and reprocessing so EMDR therapy is a mental health treatment technique that involves moving your eyes a specific way while you process traumatic events. EMDR's goal, it really does. So the goal is to help you heal from trauma or other distressing life experiences. So what, and the way they actually do it, they have like very, very, very specific training. I've done it with two different doctors and, um, you do like a quiz before to see if you're eligible, you know, like one of those psychiatry quizzes where you have like a number at the end. Mm -hmm. But the way that you move your eyes is, um, they, did they use last time like lights yeah usually like it's a light thing or there's like a finger thing where the doctor it's basically your eyes your eyes are they're going left to right stimulation of some kind from going from left to right and right to left so you're you're rapidly moving your eyes or there's some kind of sensory object like I've done it before or like tested it out I haven't actually done the full thing Uh but holding these little paddles that buzz. Oh, that's what I did last yeah. time. That I was like, what did I yeah. do? God, I really blacked that shit out. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I held things that vibrated. And yes. then, so what you do, though, is you have to relive, like, the experience. So there's was a experience we haven't even talked about um, at my mom's office. And I had um, EMDR from that, which the state paid for. Thanks, Arizona. Um, and I, for not providing adequate mental health services and then providing them post-trauma. Um, anyways, so <laughs> you hold wow. the things and, um, yeah, and you have to talk through, like, the moment I found out what was happening, what was happening prior. Ugh. And then just walking through Do you want to give a process. brief, uh, just nope. a brief, like, okay. All right. Yeah, not there. There was something tragic that happened. Yeah. And, well, yeah, and it there was, was a trauma. There was death. Yeah. And yeah, I realize we hadn't talked about that yet, but we yeah. can maybe we'll devote maybe a another whole day. episode to yeah, it. Yeah, that's a that's a really heavy one. Yeah, that's a really is. fucked up one. Sorry, um, so like, let's no, we can cut <laughs> all this out to too. Be if we need to. Be, no, we're fine. We're fine. No, that's a different. That's a. I feel like sometimes that's it's like not a, my story to tell. Totally. Sometimes, like it's hard because like I would like and I, yeah, I think my sister feels this way too. Like I wasn't there personally. Yeah. You know, but I think that there's something. There's something there. Right. I th- it's yeah. One also go- ties into my dad because, like, my mom mm. could have been there. And so, like, there was yeah. so much fear of, like, something – oh, I don't want to cry. Something that could have happened to my sister. Something could have happened to her baby. Something that could yeah. have happened to my mom, you know? Yeah. There it went again. I know. The camera would turn um, off again. And we're fine. Right? Should we leave it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so – Anyways, yeah, I have that note here about many people find it helpful to learn about the stages of grief as it can provide a sense of validation for their feelings and help them to better navigate the process. I have found it helpful, even if I don't. I never thought about agreeing with it. Isn't that funny? I always just accept things. You mean, oh, the stage of grief or the stages? So I think think it is, it's this factual thing that we're told, but it also is like, does that make sense to me? Do I identify with that? It's like, you know, they say shock. 
Shaka is the is one of the first or is the first one and previously I didn't ever it was it started with denial but shock is actually in the seven stages is number so one much more sense and I'm to like me. oh I that does make sense that that would be part of the, the and cycle. knowing okay this is crazy I think I might live in shock <laughs> and like knowing that they're not in order yeah oh right they're not well because like, I feel like shock is like shock should be first but maybe they're not but I I'm mean, shocked so it's like, like what you said in the last episode you said something like when you found out about Bryn you were like oh he's talking about the, her brother yeah he's talking about yeah, a different right. sister I never went to shock it, you, you no no, no that well, is no, I went that is like shock you're in shock though denial could be no I think I went right to shock because okay so when you're in shock I'm it's like your brain I'm literally doing EMDR in my face <laughs> <laughs> right now you guys can't see but I'm tapping she's tapping on her face to to reprocess wow. to desensitize and We're reprocess fine. yeah so okay but they tell you that when you're in shock, whether physically or mentally or emotionally, whatever, that that your brain is shutting certain parts of parts of itself down to protect you. Denial, I think, is like okay. a sub of shock because you're like, that's not happening. And it's because you can't because maybe your brain can't process that kind of a trauma. OK, I agree. With like that. you're like your best friend died. Yeah. And I can't yeah. like. And, and of course, your brain is like, that's not happening. That's not well, reality. See, it's not even that. See, that's where, where the, like, there is an acceptance of that. It's a punch in the gut. Yeah. And, like, that's what I feel. And that's I'm sorry what, I said that. No, I'm sorry I God, said that no, so, like. It's fine. <laughs> okay. No, it's fine. But I deal with that in therapy. Sometimes my therapist will say things and she'll be like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, because I somehow, some things, these statements feel like punches in the gut to me. Yeah. And it's just interesting because I feel like I should be past that I don't know and I mean when it comes to my dad I'm trying to think of those moments yeah I mean like that happens too sometimes but it's more of like a longing it's more of like a yeah yeah but it, yeah that happened yesterday it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a punch in the gut but I was sitting outside and I was reading that book so sorry for your loss um that I really want you to read and if anybody, who wrote it? do you remember who wrote oh, it? Oh gosh, I can't remember. Hold on, oh, let me let me find her. She's in my she's in my Kindle. As I fight my dog, D uh, Dina. Um, hold on, sir. I don't know how to. Dina Gockman. Okay. G a c h m a n. Um, so it's it's about loss and grief and and this woman's journey and it's just wonderful so far. But um. I was sitting outside and reading it and she lost her mom to cancer and also her sister to addiction Ooh. and within three years of each other. And so she's like been fucking through it. And um, she said something I can't I couldn't remember right now, but she said something and I like stopped reading and I cried about my dad. Yeah, I cried because it felt I don't know what it was, but something in me. And, like, you and I can sit here and talk about grief, but grief is always there. And I wept over my father yesterday. Totally. And I, um, I bawled about later. Bryn. Yes. I know. Okay, so I, um, shout out to our Instagram, um, <laughs> made a playlist because one of my very favorite things to do when I just want to fucking feel it mm -hmm. is listen to music and, like, think about Bryn, think about my dad, like, think about, And I have a know. good cry. Right. And mm -hmm. so I have, and there's certain songs I always listen to. And so we made a playlist for Dead Dad Club. And, and you cried, and, do and you cried listening exact to same it. Thing. 
and well, you oh my god I bawled my eyes out making right. it I literally cried at every single song at one point and for different reasons too like for and for all the different losses and totally. everything it's and, just everything because yeah. once you get started too you're just like and then there's and then and it's like and it's not fair and fuck this world and I miss you and and it's everything a lot of feelings it's yeah everything. but also because life's so busy I think that it's all those things like I literally put as the description songs for a quick little cry before you get back to it because like for me (laughs) it's like listening on the way to work and like crying and then you're like all right going to work yeah like I don't know I'm good at compartmentalizing shit I think I am too because I cried for probably five minutes yesterday and then then I dusted it off off and 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 I and I just I had to get back to life you know I had to go pick up my son I had to go to therapy right I think I was getting ready to go to therapy or something like that I always get as it feels on the way to therapy I like didn't want to go to therapy yesterday at all and I didn't even talk about grief even though that happened I didn't talk about my grief yesterday you know it's not something that consumes my therapy do you plan like I try sometimes I'm like oh I want to talk about this in therapy this week and I always end up talking about something totally Totally. 100% Um, and I, you know, I didn't feel like it yesterday. I wasn't really in the mood to go to therapy. And then of course, like you never regret it. So that's, that's. Yeah. We texted beforehand and Aaron's like, do you ever not want to go? And I was like, oh uh, yeah. Well, I think my response was yes. That's why I just started doing bi-monthly or bi-weekly. I was back to, I was doing weekly when I was going through all that shit. Mm-hmm. And then just within the last like few weeks, I started going every other week Dude, again. I've been weekly for like. Forever. I mean, like a year, over a year. I go back and forth. Yeah. I go back and forth depending on but what's going on in my life. I graduated. <laughs> you graduated from. I'm so proud of my. You're back. Well, no, honestly, I am so proud no, of myself. That's like, great. there was a time when I 100% needed to be there every week, and I, like, Some, don't. Sometimes I needed to be there every couple weeks, oh but God. therapy, or uh, not every couple weeks, every couple days. I know. But, <laughs> but therapy is expensive. Who can fucking afford it? No, I know. Um, um, we wanted to talk about long grief. Oh, uh, complicated grief. Com- is that what it's called? Yeah. I was just like very confused. So th- in our um, in our research about the five stages of grief, Jacqueline and I both came across this thing called complicated grief, um, which I find really interesting because it is it like in the psychology grief, book? Is it real? It's at Mayo Clinic. I'm looking at Mayo Clinic. Um, it's called complicated grief disorder. Pro- oh, see, I see prolonged grief disorder. Oh, interesting. Grief is a natural response to the loss of a loved one. For most people, the symptoms of grief begin to decrease over time. However, for a small group of people, the feeling of intense grief persists, and the symptoms are severe enough to cause problems and stop them from continuing with their lives. So it sounds like grief pro, like grief-initiated depression, really, right? Estimated 7 to 10% of bereaved adults will experience the persi- persistent symptoms of prolonged grief disorder. Among children and adolescents who have lost a loved one, approximately 5 to 10% will experience depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, and or prolonged grief oh, disorder. Oh, so they're – I've had this. PTSD from I, grief. I literally had this. I, like, did the PTSD test. I didn't know I was living in PTSD. Wow. It was fucking horrible. It, I, w- after Bryn? Um, no, after the shooting at my mom's oh, office. Oh, yes. Um, actually, after Bryn, too, and probably after my dad, and I didn't even recognize it. But – oh, I have chills. Yeah, after Bryn – no, I did. Um – it was different because with my mom, when with a shooting, it's so real. 
and it's so you just want to protect people mm-hmm. and so for me like the PTSD was like like it was hard to drive it was hard to go anywhere I like listening to sounds I was constantly listening for ambulances I constantly it, I stopped working in offices I mean it was hard to go out in public like because I was constantly You're scared, scared of getting shot Jesus. and like scared of my family and I still like have a hard time talking about it but um but obviously I think people from shootings obviously get PTSD yeah but also from grief like yeah, I mean, I I hadn't thought about that. So but it that's just, what this where it doesn't pro- fucking go away, right? And it and it consumes you for for right. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I mean, yeah. though. Is that like grief is is complicated? It's so, so to have this, so then to right. have this other thing called complicated grief disorder. Right. That's like when the Wait, fuck is it grief, <laughs> grief complicated? <laughs> okay, so here's some symptoms: identity disruption. Such as a feeling as though a part of oneself has died. Duh. Yeah. Mark's right. sense of disbelief. Duh. Avoidance of reminders. Duh. Intense emotional pain. Difficulty with reintegration. Emotional numbness. Feeling that life is meaningless and intense loneliness. These are just all the subsections of grief. These are right? the substages of grief like, that you're... Right. That's, like, that's the thing is that I don't feel... Like, I feel as though I've experienced all of that. And maybe it's because it's prolonged, like you said, like that is always where you live for like years. Yeah, but like where's the line? I don't know. I don't <laughs> I mean, know. Yeah. Like that's the thing is that I've experienced all of those things. <laughs> you know, when you said avoidance of reminders, when I have, when we talked about avoidance before, I don't know that I even like thought of this, but like there's a song, and I mentioned this to you the other day, there's a song that I still can't listen to. For, with my dad like it's not normal. it's not a good reminder it's something that like haunts me yeah Ugh. and I cannot listen to it and it came on at my in-laws house they they'll typically have music playing on the tv and it came on at my in-laws house and I had to have them change it because I was like I'm gonna fall the fuck apart yeah and I need you to, to change that this. shit and no one gets people it. don't get it people and are like this is just crazy. a song and no I yeah because I listened to that song while my dad was in the hospital dying and there's one specific part of it that keep that kept playing in my head for days after Ugh. and it ha- i mean haunting is the only word that i can use like it haunted me do you, i have a story of being haunted um not like i, mean, I do like have by, both of those um both ways but i'll just <laughs> tell the one um so this okay I went, I was pregnant with Hallie, like newly pregnant with Hallie. And um, I went to go with my best friend Taylor and one of her friends who I'd never hung out with before to go see that goddamn Lady Gaga movie. Oh my God, what is it with Bradley Cooper? Oh, um, A Star is Born. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, someone, no one told me that he fucking commits suicide or dies by suicide at the end of the movie. Oh, you had no idea. No, and I'm like newly pregnant. I lost my mind oh that like, is a fucked up scene too yeah, it's and really I sad was not even not okay right now talking about it like oh the triggers that come from I mean okay I'll oh I don't even want to say this but my dad hung himself and died by hanging <laughs> is there like a proper way to died, say this I don't yeah. know but oh, wow. um yeah and so that comes up like, that is, like, a thing, like, since I was a little kid, like, people playing hangman. Like, I don't like that. Like, I don't like – I might start crying. Uh, I just – all of those things, like, the visuals and then the songs, and it's just really, really hard. And people don't seem to understand, and I hate looking 
not sane when <laughs> I don't even know what sane is. I don't think it's not sane. I no, think I it's. No, but I guess the reaction, like, you know, I don't know. Like, should you not react? I don't know. But it's like those little things, like, they hurt, you know? They do. No, 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 no. I think, you know, I, that's a, that's a hard, going back to the movie, that's a difficult thing to watch anyway never again any (laughs) any time for anybody if you're a normal person who has compassion and empathy that's a difficult scene to watch yeah if you've been through something like that and it calls something very personal to you I didn't even know and I just got so triggered oh god and you're pregnant too yeah I was not great gulf ugly crying yeah like I just was not I I guess I was so taken like aback and I think that probably nobody because that movie is a remake so a <laughs> lot of people times, right, has, no 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 but like so people know, so people, people probably know. like knew I I knew what happened at the end I didn't know that that's like in different versions of that movie it's happened differently oh okay. it wasn't always that type of suicide okay okay got it got it so um yeah no and it was that too it was honestly you're right I didn't like it's I mean I know I just made the connection but my brain just also made the connection <laughs> that it was the fact that it was that exact same way yeah like, yeah. And I don't think I knew that about you, no. about you, about your dad. I never I d- I share think, that. Well, but that's. And then I did. With but the I podcast. also, I honestly never. But I never wondered either. I never oh, thought thanks. about that's it because good. I, because I, the way that I know it to be, it's like that's that's all that I ever really needed. You yeah, know what no, I mean? 100%. Or, and by like, like I'm making this about like it's all I I ever needed no, from you. No, it's interesting too because when we go back to like people asking questions. I'm trying to, I like there have been times when people asked how like literally which really? is like so asked how, how how yeah like how how Jesus the, Christ the double how like the double how, how. I'm saying like how with a two how you know how what squared. I mean like the little how two squared. how squared <laughs> um, the little two <laughs> I'm good at math the little two. Oh, oh god no but you know I think that that's I think we just had a really I'm sorry that you cried but like I think no, that, that was fine. a really like raw moment and it I'm just sorry really that you goes cried. to so, I always no. cried the fact that I, I mean, it took until episode five for me to no, fucking cry is a miracle I almost cried in in episode one I had to like keep I had to hold it together when we were talking about our stories so uh, but I mean it's only a matter of time until I cry Jacqueline I'm a Pisces you've <laughs> yeah, got to be kidding coming. me like I will weep but no I think that it's I I really appreciate that you shared that and that I I that you weren't afraid to like be vulnerable because that is that's what people need to hear is that like we are all still fucking grieving right it never ends you're how many years yeah and you're you're how many years away 20 20 yeah 28 29 29 years years fuck um I just hope I don't sound like Kim Kardashian you do not sound like Kim Kardashian I I do sound like Kim Kardashian (laughs) I just hope that I don't sound like Kim Kardashian (laughs) I cry at least we don't have it on tape um well well that's okay we got um, we got enough no on. no I'm saying at least yeah um yeah but so long grief is real yeah long <laughs> grief is real um, long grief prolonged grief whatever the fuck it's called um I had a question for you okay do you or do you have you ever experienced grief that wasn't death related like do you think you've ever absolutely been, right hundred percent one hundred thousand percent right and my I've I've been brokenhearted over yeah over like and and I know that probably sounds like very teenage girl but like when I broke up with my high school sweetheart I grieved that loss it took me two years to get over that 
relationship. Yeah. No, that's a lie. It took me like five years to get over like, that I'm relationship. Still, I'm in law, pro I'm long still not okay. No. <laughs> All right. Just to be clear, everybody, I have moved on from my high school sweetheart. Aww. But I, but I also like, like I think that, like true love. You right. grieve that loss. Yeah. You absolutely. And Sterling and I talked about that in the new um, Aaron Who episode. Oh, really? That we talked about how you like grieve the loss and it's rejection oh, when yeah. you like we totally. grieve the loss of a relationship and it's like rejection because in the definition of rejection, the psychological like definition is when you're like grieving not being accepted by others. And I was like, how interesting that they use the word grief in there because you're experiencing a certain type of grief. So absolutely you can. Yeah, no, totally. And I just found it, I don't know, like I hadn't thought about it. And then when I did think about it, I was like, oh yeah, no, I live somewhere here. Um, Yeah, in like, yeah, 100%. It's a crazy man. I feel a lot of grief. about. Yeah, it's different levels of grief. It's different like. There are like grief is is a catch all term for a lot of different things that could be compared like apples and oranges. Like I think that there's so many different types of grief. And that's so crazy that you say that because I have because Sterling and I just talked about that. And also like those emotions can exist on that cycle and not on that cycle. And I think what was interesting for me was looking at the cycle and being like, oh, I've identifying literally like oh I lived in denial and then I went to acceptance and then back to denial and Mm -hmm. then like like, I've been ping-ponging between between these two and like being able to see exactly where that is yeah is that like an evolution or not in a good way it's a progression it's a progression I I guess but like there's the word but but you also digress too you also go backwards so there it's a circle it's not even like I've always considered it to be in like like columns or like you said that in like our in one of our last episodes you Mm -hmm. said grief is a circle yeah and now I even think that it's like a matrix it's (laughs) like it's like like on the metaverse I don't even fucking know definitely you're not wrong though like it it is it's it's complex and I want to see it on that grief. Have you looked at like the cycle of emotions? Like has your therapist ever showed you that? Where like on the outside there's like anger, jealousy, like not even jealousy. There's like anger, sadness, like the basics and then it goes lower and lower and lower. I don't think my therapist has shared it with me, but I you believe that I've seen brain. it at some point. Yeah. It's um, it's just crazy to see the mil. I mean like not millions. That's an exaggeration. But there's, I mean – well and imagine and we should we could talk about this I could talk about feelings all fucking day (laughs) (laughs) I know I could talk about emotions but um it reminds me of the book the crayons book of feelings that I'm reading to my son that's the it's okay to have different feelings all at once and it's like that like applies to so many things because we experience so we're, we're so complex humans are such complex creatures that like our brains are just constantly firing and feeling everything and especially me no totally (laughs) it's so nice to teach our children to like identify what those are and our generation actually gives a shit about that Mm -hmm. instead of uh, us being grown-ass adults and having to go through so years and years of therapy to identify our feelings I know um I saw the funniest thing on TikTok that was like 
it was like just a warning that if you're doing gentle parenting and you weren't raised with gentle parenting, your kids are going to want to touch you a lot. And you're going to be like, please don't touch me. Oh, my God. But why are they always touching you? Like, I'm like, okay, you love me. I get it. I like, love you, too, or whatever. Yeah, but like. Get off of me. I need some personal space. Yeah. For sure. hundred Brian and I do not. We don't like cuddle in our sleep. Like that's not our thing. Yeah. We never have. I need not space all the time. Wait, I had another one. Have you experienced changes to your worldview as a result of loss or changes in how you interact with people, like, generally? Yes. Like, I think because I understand something that I never understood before. I think your world totally changed. You now live in a world where everything is shifted. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's skewed a little bit. Your axis is, is off. Yeah. And then you just have to adapt to that. That's what I think. That's what grief is. It's learning how to adapt right, in like a, a new world new to, to a new reality. Absolutely. Yeah, I know it is like scarring. I think that's one of the harder things about like having dealt with loss at such a young age. And my therapist said this: like, I was really catapulted into growing up mm-hmm. because I had to deal with something like painful that kids aren't supposed to have to feel. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's. I don't know, and I, I guess I wonder like what that would look like without that purview you know Mm -hmm. but I think it's also made me really like appreciate people Mm -hmm. one of the the thing one of the other questions I wanted to ask this was interesting was like have you seen any positives as a result of your grief and I'm like ugh. but then I was like you know what like I really do like YOLO (laughs) (laughs) I really do YOLO no but like I just um not oh really my god. but I just had to I oh was like my we need god. some no but that uh, but it you does make I mean. sense like, I, I want to tell people how I feel and I want to like I just am especially like after Bryn died like I freaked out for a couple years but it, I'm just like hell bent on like living a life that I want to live you know yeah. and like and telling people I love them and like all those things that's you know? and, and for me it's the same kind of thing but I don't I don't have this like I definitely don't have this feeling of of like you only live once and like I'm going to live life to the fullest. That's not it. I think I feel more connected to people yeah. who have experienced loss. And I think that that is something that's positive that has come to my life because it feels like I can connect with people on a deeper level. Yeah. And not in a way that I ever thought would bring me yeah. some kind of like fulfillment. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, you you experience loss and it's the worst fucking thing you've ever been through. But then you find community on the other side right. and it's like, oh shit, like I, you know, you and I have connected so on such a deeper level now than, you know, and we were great friends before. Totally. No, and it's interesting you say that. I, a big way that I think grief has changed me, or maybe this is just my personality, is that I have, like when I say YOLO, it's almost the opposite. It's can't like, take I, you seriously I, when you say I YOLO. Know, don't take it to you. It's almost where I have no time for bullshit. Like, I don't want to talk to people that I don't like, and I don't want to talk to people who don't have depth. And sometimes that depth comes as a result of grief. Yeah. But, like, I really – I've always liked you, despite that. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? But, like, there – But But I I have depth. There's people – Right. I do. And there's people who don't. And sometimes grief maybe helps them get there. I don't know. Yeah. Or just see things differently. But I guess I appreciate her. I'm not going to say it's a positive – but I like that about me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I like that I don't want to have like conversations. About I don't want to have surface. Yeah, I don't want to have surface conversations. People who are in my life are people who I can discuss really deep 
intellectual, vulnerable, difficult sometimes things. Like, right. Because who wants to live in a world where you're just literally like, like what you just said, talking about the fucking weather. I hate that kind of talk. Right. I hate Same. talking about the weather. It's so painful, but I do it and I'm forced to because it's a, it's a. America. You know, <laughs> it's America. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Blame yes. capitalism I for do. us having to talk about the weather. <laughs> it is, though. I, do you want me to make this argument? I can I sure. mean, do it in like 30 Please seconds. Please do. This is how we're going to close. Okay. This so is how we're closing. Because we are part of a capitalistic society, we have to conform to all of these ideas and we have to do all these pleasantries, like go and talk to people about the fucking weather at like dinner parties or like at soccer games or whatever. And Ew. if we lived in like an anarchist society, for example, no, just kidding. But if we lived in like, I don't know, not really a kidding. different kind of <laughs> at least society, I'm not. right? Where, I don't know. I'm not saying Shit's conversations would be different, but- you know, I mean, honestly, you have me for care a second about the weather <laughs> in a different kind Ooh. of society. How about that? Yeah. Wow. But also, I think you just yeah. nailed it. Like if we didn't live in this fucking society, would I want to talk about the weather? Because I'd just be maybe, maybe. generally happier. Yeah. Like if I was just like a gardener with like my pigs. Do people in Norway, which is supposed to be the happiest country in the world. Like do, do people in Norway, do they love maybe. talking about the weather? I told my therapist that I feel this way and that I get like, sometimes I'll hear like soccer moms or something like talking about just like nothing and I'll be... Or, like, I don't know, worse, like, talking about, like, what their husbands do for a living. And I'll just, like, want to die. And this happens at dance a lot. And um, my therapist was, like, (laughs) sometimes when you don't have fulfillment on, like, the deeper things in life, you resent people talking about the basic things. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I was like, you bitch. Oh. <laughs> like, but Damn. okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Heather. Yeah. Jesus. She, Heather she keeps it, it fucking real. Oh, she does. Okay, she keeps it real. Yeah, I know. Good thing I'm tough. Okay. Yeah. Well, on that note. We didn't say our peak in our pit. Do we need to? I think um, we've well, said I a lot. I do have a cute note. Okay. Um, on VPR, Vanderpump Rules, um, Ariana <laughs> says, what's your peach in your pit? Oh. Right? Ariana, if you're listening, we, we love, love you. you. You're a fucking queen. He and never Lala. fucking deserves you. Oh, no, we don't you. even care and about Lala. that. We want you on to talk about grief. Oh, Lala and Ariana, <laughs> if you're listening, we really want you to be on our podcast and talk about your dead dads. <laughs> Sorry to bring it up. Okay. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us for this episode of Dead Dad Club. We love all of you. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. And follow us on the gram and leave us reviews and all the good stuff. We really appreciate it. And thank you all for the nice comments. It means way more. Seriously, your comments are amazing. All of the reviews that we've gotten are so wonderful. Please know that we read every single thing that you guys are saying and it just fills our hearts so much. So um, we will talk to you at the next episode. Bye. Later.